Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever wished you could clone yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, the Sydney platform might be right up your alley. With my own work, I use the Sydney platform to connect with my coaches and leaders and stay organized when I'm not there. The app is super easy to use, and I love the video feature where teachers can film lessons and coaches and leaders can record video reflections. This app saves me a ton of time and is a game changer in terms of being able to truly connect to my people in between visits when I'm not there. I can even stay organized with the individualized resources section for each person I'm coaching all in one place. And I don't know about you, but I like to try something before I buy it. Because of that, I've gotten Sydney to let you try the platform for free first to see if it's actually a good fit. If you're interested, go to sydney.com slash TWE to check it out and claim your free coaching package. That's S-I-B-M-E dot com forward slash T-W-E or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I am so, so, so excited to have Brendalyn King back on the show. She was on uh, the podcast in the early episodes sharing her wisdom. She is an executive leadership coach. Uh, before we jump into uh, what we're going to talk about today, I'd love Brendalyn to introduce herself and share uh, what she is doing in the world of leadership and education. And I also wanted to welcome you to the show. Thank you, Becca. So good to be back with you and your audience. My name is Brendalyn King. I'm an executive leadership coach with Bhavana Learning Group. I have uh, experienced a 10-year career in education. I was a school founder with Uncommon Schools many, many years ago in Brooklyn, New York, and found myself coming to some of the conversations that we're going to talk about today in my leadership. I took the heed to a couple taps on my shoulder and stepped into coaching full-time at the height of the pandemic. So I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to be referring to our learning community at Bobner Learning Group as that's the first invitation I'm here to share with everyone that these conversations can happen in a different forum as well. So if something stands out for you today and you want to join us in the Bobina Learning Group community, uh, I'll make sure your audience knows about that as well. Wonderful. And I do love the work that you are doing, the Bobina Learning Group, and uh, we're going to share free PDF as well. So, you know, we, we, in, in this podcast, if anyone's been listening to most episodes, we talk about building trust and relationships as the foundation of uh, coaching and leadership. And what I, I just think something that's really not talked about is agreements, like what they are, how do we make them? Why should we make them? And it, it, I, I want to say if you're listening and you're like, I know what agreements are, right? Like, I don't need to listen to this podcast. Uh, Keep listening because you're going to be surprised. You are going to be surprised. It is shocking what agreements are. 
and what and and the impact of not keeping agreements people assume that you have too. So the first thing I want to jump in with you, Brendalyn, is what are agreements? Let's define this for everyone. Okay, so um, I think of agreements as a a conversation between human beings that results in an understanding. And so when we talk about a conversation between human beings that result in an understanding, we automatically start to assume that we mean all the words that were spoken in the conversation being the results of some understanding. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. That's where our flawed thinking begins. We have to remember that when we're in dialogue with another human being, there are many conversations happening. There are conversations happening in my head that Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to you. There are conversations that are happening in your head that you're not saying to me. There are conversations happening at the subtext of the words we are saying, like those words in and of themselves are creating other conversations that I'm questioning. Did I just hear that? Did she mean it that way? And we interact this way, assuming that only what is said is what is agreed to. And once we get to the place where we're checking back in on our understanding, oftentimes we find, oh, that's not what I meant when I said that. I I meant something else. And so it's very important for us to recognize that when we say conversations between human beings that result in an understanding, that each person, the speaker and the listener in that dialogue needs to take responsibility for the various modes of conversation that are happening between the two of you. Right, right. So there's the agreements we say you know, yes, I, I agree to blah, 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 right? I agree to turn in my lesson plans every week. Mm-hmm. Um, th- and then there's the the agreements that are uh, expect that that are unsaid but expected, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a balance, right? We can't say everything, right? We can't go to, you know, my coaches and leaders, you can't go to your teachers and say, we, you know, we need to say all the expectations and make sure everyone agrees to all the expectations, right? We don't have time for that. And it doesn't, the world doesn't work that way, right? And an example, a non-education example I'm thinking of is when I go on an airplane, I'm agreeing to all the laws that the airplane has. And one of the rules that I do not like about airplanes is when I have to put my computer away when we're taking off. I don't, I don't like that rule. I want to keep working. Please leave me alone. And um, I really don't, you know, and I, there's like part of my brain that's like, I don't want to do this. And like the, the flight attendants always have to remind me mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I do it. Right. But the fact is by buying my ticket and stepping on an airplane, I'm agreeing to follow these rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unspoken, right. That Unspoken. no one checked in with you on that one and said, Hey, please remember this. But yet when you purchase your ticket, you made that agreement. And that is what we would call an implicit agreement. Those mm-hmm. implicit agreements are usually longer than the explicit agreements as well. Those terms yeah. and conditions that we all say, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, check that box. And we've agreed to that. We forget even that we've made those those agreements. So you can imagine when we're talking about workplace cultures, when we're checking back in on the results that we produce in a culture 
how misinter how much misinterpretation is at play when we're not checking for those implicit agreements all along the way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want to move into like, why are we actually having an episode about this? Right? Like, why are having agreements important to an organization and effective coaching and leadership? You know, I think I'll take our audience back to exactly how you open us up, which is that agreements are one of the foundations of creating trust in organizations. When we think about the components that the capacity of trust require, we know that it is about how much can I count on you to do what you said you're going to do? That's acting on your promises, but it's also saying that you have the willingness to go out and act on those promises. I will go fulfill on that agreement and then also fulfilling on that agreement. Inherent inside of that as well is our commitment to have these results in our culture, that I'm participating in a way that I'm not here to sabotage these commitments. I'm not here to be slow or some unreasonable, you know, time pace when it comes to uh, the results of these agreements. And all of that is being tracked when it comes to how much we trust someone that we work with. And we were never taught it like this. We were never taught that there are like three dimensions here that we need to be looking for when we're working together, fulfilling on agreements, generating commitments, as well as acting on promises. That's a world that we need to be in dialogue about uh, with the human beings that we work with because we make a lot of assumptions. A place to look if you're like, oh, I wonder if there are assumed agreements uh, or implicit agreements that aren't being kept Think of your shoulds. And I the the we mentioned the shoulds once in a while. What do you think people should do that they're not? Is there an implicit agreement or even explicit explicit agreement that has uh been made that someone else is either didn't agree to or or didn't uh or didn't realize <laughs> that mm-hmm. they had agreed to essentially. Right. And maybe there's something implicit that needs to be made explicit. And, um, an organization, um, that I'm currently working with, uh, we, there was a, a breakdown and, and I, I've worked, I teach them, uh, some of the whole educator Academy, and then they go and, uh, do some, some homework in between our, mm-hmm. our modules. And there was a, a people were, were turning in the homework late. And what ended up happening was an email was sent saying, these are the expectations for the homework. It was just simply like one, two, three, four. It's a nice little list of what the expectations were in turning in the homework. We got a hundred percent next time. And it was just the implicit was made explicit. And right. And it was like, oh, all they needed was clarity with the agreements, what they had agreed to. Most human beings aren't so comfortable laying out expectations. There are barriers or impediments or fears or uh, things that come up for us that have us say, I don't really want to ask for clarity and I don't really want to give clarity. I don't want to seem like I'm this kind of person. I don't want to come off as this kind of person. I don't want to be someone who is maybe looking incompetent. Let's talk about it, educators. That's the last thing that an educator wants to feel that 
by me asking for clarity on this agreement, I might look a certain way, especially looking incompetent. And so we go off with our own interpretation about the agreement we've just made. What about feeling like we're being imposing, especially if there's a power dynamic? If I have to ask my boss a second time what she meant, he or she meant by that request that they made of me, I'm just going to say, uh-huh, yeah, I got it on that agreement rather than going back to question because they're b- so busy and that's the last thing on their plate. This is such a great conversation. I want I want to talk about how can we make agreements that lead to effective leadership, effective results. I love this question because I do think it is a matter of how fast we're moving. I think if right now you're listening to this podcast, I would just invite you to take on a practice that we do with all of our clients of a pause in between, which is first to feel the ground beneath your feet. Then we invite you to take not one, not two, but three deep breaths before you come back to this present moment. It only takes a couple minutes and most people will give you the space to take a breath. Most people will give you the space to take three breaths. And by the time you reach your third breath, they might even say, hey, I should do that too. <laughs> yeah. Look at how we're creating an agreement just by doing that. So when we bring the practice of pausing and creating space, I can now become aware of, oh, I'm in a conversation that was completely different than the situation I just left. And so the second thing I would say besides pausing to become aware is to capture your agreements. Capturing, whether that be typing them up on the agenda, whether that be noting them in a notebook, whether that be saying them back to one another before you depart. How do we capture reliably what we've agreed to? I love this. So, you know, I really think as I'm listening to you, a a, a place for everyone to look for if there's a breakdown in agreements is if you are leading or coaching someone and they are not doing what you've asked them or what you either what you've asked them to do or what you think they should do, right? So it might look like you've been coaching them in some way and they're not doing what you, you, you've been coaching them on, or if you haven't been coaching them, but you think there's some kind of expectation that they're not doing either correctly or at all to, to just look there, right? Look, look there. Is there an agreement explicit or implicit that is not, uh, being fulfilled on, right? And then the thing to do is, you know, ask yourself, <laughs> there's more in the free PDF, but ask yourself, do I need to make a request? Do I need to clarify what these agreements are? Do I need to powerfully request things? Um, there's a whole, there's a whole chapter on that <laughs> in the PDF. And then, uh, or do I need to uh, make a promise? Like, is there something from me that needs to come from me? And one of the, the two, Two most powerful words in making promises, in my opinion, Becca's opinion, <laughs> uh, is uh, by when. Yes. <laughs> so it's, I'm going to say, I'm going to do this by close of business on Friday. Yeah. Right. So I make that promise for me and for them because that is how I know and they know whether I kept my word instead of this ongoing I'll get it to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's no agreement with, if there's no by when I don't know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't create any urgency for us to move forward. It creates just a good idea that we were talking about. And what we can count on is that we'll both forget what we said with Mm -hmm. the, especially the life cycle of a school. So I really appreciate you pulling out that chapter in the PDF. I do encourage folks to download it. We've got chapters on uh, unreasonable requests, bold promises, the properties of making requests, the inherent conditions of trust, as we've talked about today. But again, that list of fears, those lists of impediments. What are we unwilling to clarify in the face of a conversation would, would we rather go off and just wing it because we were a bit hesitant on asking, what do we mean by the word hot? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I think we, we need to wrap up here. So the thing I want to leave you with is if you're having a bunch of shoulds or shouldn'ts about yourself or about other people, I want you to ask yourself, do I want to empower them or be right? Because you can't have both. You can't have both. <laughs> Can't have both. Very so much. this is this is oh, such a fun conversation. All right, Brendalyn, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'd love you to share where can everyone find you if they'd like to know more about you and the Bhavana Group. Yes, um, I um, accept LinkedIn messages, so you can find me, Brendalyn King, on LinkedIn. Um, I respond to DMs very quickly there. And I uh, also point you to bhavanalearning.com, B-H-A-V-A-N-A, learning.com, where we've just announced our uh, 2024 programs for those of you who are interested in slowing down, creating some space. Um, we've got our free PDF there, but Becca, will they also be able to find the PDF on your side? Yes, absolutely. On And the, the link's in the show notes. Perfect. Awesome. Well, looking forward to connecting with some of your audience. Yes. Thank you so much. So as you go off into your busy lives and back into your schools, I want you to pay attention to what implicit agreements exist and what explicit agreements exist. And if you're working with someone that has not been taking your coaching, I want you to consider maybe there is an implicit agreement that has not been made explicit. Also, remember, there is that free PDF download in the show notes for you to grab. It is chock full of lots of really useful information. And I believe there's five or six chapters of it. It's pretty long. So go ahead and grab that now. And until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.